Chapter Thirty Three of the House by the Churchyard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The House by the Churchyard by Joseph Sheraton Lefano. Chapter Thirty Three in which captain devereux's fiddle plays a prelude to over the hills and far away there was some little undefinable coolness between old general chatsworth and devereux he admired the young fellow and he liked good blood in his corps but somehow he was glad when he thought he was likely to go when old Bligh of the magazine commended the handsome young dog's good looks the general would grow grave all at once and sniff once or twice and say yes a good-looking fellow certainly and might make a good officer a mighty good officer but he's wild a troublesome dog and lowering his voice i tell you what colonel as long as a young buck sticks to his claret it's all fair but hang it you see i'm afraid he likes other things and he won't wait till after dinner this between ourselves you know tis not a button to me by jupiter what he does or drinks off duty but hang it i'm afraid some day he'll break out and once or twice in a friendly way you know i've had to speak with him and to say truth i'd rather he served under any one else he's a fine fellow tis a pity there should be anything wrong and it would half break my heart to have to take a public course with him not you know that it has ever come to anything like that but but i've heard things and and he must pull up or he'll not do for the service so though the thing did not amount to a scandal there was a formality between devereux and his commanding officer who thought he saw bad habits growing apace and apprehended that ere long disagreeable relations might arise between them lord athan rye had been no friend to devereux in his nonage and the good-natured countess to make amends had always done her utmost to spoil him and given him a great deal more of his own way as well as of plum cake and jamaica preserves and afterwards a great deal more money than was altogether good for him like many a worse person she was a little bit capricious and a good deal selfish but the young fellow was handsome she was proud of his singularly good looks and his wickedness interested her and she gave him more money than to all the best public charities to which she contributed put together devereux indeed being a fast man with such acres as he inherited which certainly did not reach a thousand mortgaged pretty smartly and with as much personal debt beside of the fashionable and refined sort as became a young buck of bright though doubtful expectations and if the truth must be owned sometimes pretty nearly pushed into a corner was beholden not only for his fun but occasionally for his daily bread and even his liberty to those benevolent doles he did not like her peremptory summons but he could not afford to quarrel with his bread and butter nor to kill by undutiful behaviour the fair plump bird 
whose golden eggs were so very convenient i don't know whether there may have been some slight sign in the handwriting in a phrase perhaps or in the structure of the composition which a clever analysis might have detected and which only reached him vaguely with a foreboding that he was not to see chapel is it again so soon as usual when this trip was made and in truth his aunt had plans she designed his retirement from the royal irish artillery and had negotiated an immediate berth for him on the staff of the commander of the forces and a prospective one in the household of lord townsend she had another arrangement on the anvil for a seat in parliament which he would accomplish if that were possible and finally a wife in fact her ladyship had encountered old general chatsworth at scarborough only the autumn before and they had had in that gay resort a good deal of serious talk though serious talk with the good countess never lasted very long between their cards and other recreations the result of which was that she began to think with the good general that Devereux would be better where one unlucky misadventure would not sully his reputation for life besides she thought chapel is it was not safe ground for a young fellow so eccentric perverse and impetuous where pretty faces were plentier than good fortunes and at every tinkling harpsichord there smiled a possible mesalliance in the town of chapel is it itself indeed the young gentleman did not stand quite so high in estimation as with his aunt who thought nothing was good or high enough for her handsome nephew with his good blood and his fine possibilities the village folk however knew that he was confoundedly dipped that he was sometimes alarmingly pestered by duns and had got so accustomed to hear that his uncle the earl was in his last sickness and his cousin the next heir dead when another week disclosed that neither one nor the other was a bit worse than usual that they began to think that devereux's turn might very possibly never come at all besides the town people had high notions of some of their bells and not without reason there was miss gertrude chatsworth for instance with more than fourteen thousand pounds to her fortune and lilius walsingham who would inherit her mother's money and the good rector's estate of twelve thousand a year beside and both with good blood in their veins and beautiful princesses too however in those days there was more parental despotism than now the old people kept their worldly wisdom to themselves and did not take the young into a scheming partnership and youth and beauty i think were more romantic and a great deal less venal such being the old countess's programme a plan according to her lights grand and generous she might have dawdled over it for a good while for she did not love trouble it was not new the airy castle had been some years built and now in an unwanted hurry she wished to introduce the tenant 
to the well-aired edifice and put him in actual possession for a queer little attack in her head which she called a fainting fit and to which nobody dared afterwards to make allusion and which she had bullied herself and everybody about her into forgetting had nevertheless frightened her confoundedly and when her helpless panic and hysterics were over she silently resolved if the thing were done then twere well twere done quickly End of chapter thirty three recording by john brandon